It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, welcome to this Cricket Badger India vs. England daily podcast by the fans for the fans. Virat Kohli's India, with Rohit Sharma, Jaspreet Bumrah and Ravi Ashwan, and young starlets like Rishabh Pant and Shubman Gill. They play host to Joe Root's England, with Jimmy Anderson, Ben Stokes, Stuart Broad and young talents like Ollie Pope and Zach Crawley. It's always England's toughest tour, good luck to both sides, may the best team win. Hello everybody, welcome along. It's another edition of the India Against England daily podcast. I am James Butler, the Cricket Badger. As always, I'm always here. It's always me. I am joined by Ash Turner and Raj Yadav to talk about the ODIs that are coming up. Maybe a little bit of a glimpse back at the T20 internationals as well. And uh, all things cricket in India. Raj, welcome back to the podcast. I talked a little bit with Sam yesterday about the ODIs being almost a bit like after the Lord Mayor's show, really, aren't they? We've had the test matches, which we much look forward to. World Test Championship is the backdrop. T20 Internationals, much look forward to. T20 World Cup coming up as well. Obviously, the backdrop to all that. These ODIs are kind of a little bit as a, a full stop to the tour. Absolutely. And with the next ODI World Cup scheduled in 2023, there is not a lot at stake in this upcoming ODI series between India and England. With the 50 over format, the least relevant at the moment, both teams will try to use it in order to give their fringe players as much opportunities as possible and allow them to dish out strong performances to take their claim for the T20 World Cup. So I can see this as an audition opportunity for a few players to make their strong case for selection. Do you think a good performance in these three games would swing the T20 World Cup side? Because IPL is surely more relevant to that, isn't it? IPL is more relevant, but, uh, you know, international cricket is international cricket and the likes of maybe KL Rahul, who is terribly out of form, you know, would want to get back to form in this three ODIs games. And once he gets back to form, maybe, you know, he can make his case very strong for selection and very interested to see the other players also, fringe players who continue the form. Maybe someone like Surya Kumar Yadav, who has had an excellent T20 series, would want to continue his form in white ball cricket. And uh, India would also want to test his dynamic behavior in this longer format as 
long to see how much he continues with that dynamic aggressive approach so yes i think uh, ipl definitely is one auditioning ground for the t20 world cup but uh, this 50 over format is also something they can look at where they can give these fringe players more opportunities to perform and they will definitely enjoy it for somebody like kl rahul this is almost ideal isn't it to come along now because he gets a little bit more time in a 50 over game you felt that he was under pressure at the start of all three of his innings in the T20 internationals he never really looked at home he looked a bit tentative he didn't look as if he got any form and then he had, obviously had the scoreboard pressure of not getting any runs playing out some dots and all of a sudden you're up against it aren't you whereas in the in the ODIs you maybe have a little bit more time T20 is a fast paced game and you know you expect uh, to show intent right from ball one and the last two years you know with the IPL you know KL Rahul also faced a lot of criticism for his strike rate so that also was hovering a little on the back of his mind that you know he has to strike from ball one even though you know he lacked a bit of intent in the ODIs as well you know you would expect KL Rahul the stroke maker that he is you know he plays his natural game and expresses himself KL Rahul will have to definitely play all the three ODIs you know someone who's out of form someone who's ha- as good a batsman that he is the only way you can bring them back uh, in form is by giving them opportunities so when you're sitting on the bench knowing that you know you would be dropped that's not a good feeling to have and KL Rahul would definitely want to play all these three games to regain some sort of form and this format will definitely help him because he'll get at least 3-4 overs to get his eye in but the only thing that we want as fans want from KL Rahul is to express himself freely and not burden himself too much with say technicality or strike rate Ash for England obviously this is the end of the, the end of the tour not been a fantastic tour for England as of yet has it because they lost the Test Series lost the T20i Series maybe a chance to just regain a little bit of bragging rights at the end isn't it by taking these ODIs? Yeah, I think we've probably seen it, as you say, as an opportunity to end on a high note, but also an opportunity to look, I guess, at quite a lot of almost the squad players, the players that keep making squads but don't necessarily ever get their sort of chance in the limelight or at least not in a series against one of the real big teams so I'm sure Morgan will obviously want want to win I don't think anything else will ever be on his mind he's a top professional sportsman he's going to want to win games but I also think England will see it as a great opportunity to give chances to people like Billings and Topley who didn't get the chance sadly in the T20 series but it's a huge chance for them for them now I know it's diff- it is a different format and so shouldn't really be, make a massive difference on England's T20 World Cup side but I think it does because even the England players who have got in the IPL there's no guarantee that they're going to play lots of lots of games because there's so many top quality overseas available to each team so it's a big chance for them to go out and, and stake a claim and it's a big chance for Morgan to have a little look at two or three maybe four or five players who could be in the reckoning obviously being part of the squads you hear a lot of coaches say sometimes you know they see people around the squad and they can see what players are about and they either go up or down in their estimations as a result of their behaviour and their attitude etc but obviously for the likes of Parkinson for Reese Topley for Liam Livingston this is an opportunity isn't it you know you've been waiting around you've been bowling in the nets you've been batting in the nets you've been trying to ferry drinks about but to actually get the proper playing kit on there and get out there in the middle and score some runs against India that is where you really do make your name yeah it's all well and good obviously that having them there and seeing them and training and obviously there's a lot you can grasp from from the players training their practice and but there's a, there's a big difference and some people thrive upon the pressure of the crowd there or it being a big match and on TV to millions. Others feel the pressure and it doesn't get quite go their way. So it's it's a big learning opportunity and it's a big chance, as we say, to, to state the claim. And someone like Parkinson, Livingston, they've been in a lot of squads. They've been in around 
the England uh, teams for, for quite a while now, but I haven't had masses of opportunity. And there's spots there still available for me for the World Cup and for this year. And obviously, we've got another T20 World Cup the year after. We've got the ODI World Cup the year after that. It's it's a busy three years for white ball cricket. And I would say there's, yeah, there's six or seven probably nailed on places for the next couple of years, but there's still plenty up for grabs. And they're not going to get a better opportunity than India away when, should we say, three or four, maybe five of what would normally be your strongest team aren't available arrested that they're not going to get a better chance to stake that claim my name is jacob and i sent the badger a message and now i'm on the podcast with this jingle if you would like to get in touch with the cricket badger podcast then tweet at cricket underscore badger Thank you very much indeed to Black Rat Cricket for their support of these podcasts. And they've joined forces with the Badger. It's the Rat and the Badger giving you a fantastic opportunity to win a classic bat. That bat could be yours. It's between 2.09 to 2.11 pounds. Butterfly Willow, handmade, UK made, and it'll come to your door, knocked in and ready to go for the season ahead. If you want to win that cricket bat and score some runs with Black Rat Cricket this summer, we need you to do three things. You need to be following the at cricket underscore badger Twitter feed. You need to be following at Black Rat Cricket on Twitter too. And then you need to email the answer of this question to james at cricketbadgerpod.com. Which player scored a double century in the first test match of the current India versus England series? Which player scored a double century for England in the current India versus England test match series? Send that answer and your name and address to james at cricketbadgerpod.com. Don't forget, you need to be following at cricket underscore badger and at black rat cricket on Twitter. Good luck, everybody. That bat could be yours. The draw will be made after the final one day game in this current India versus England series. It's that badger style. A few people went down, in my estimations, from the England side of things during that T20 series. Um, your Sam Currens, your Tom Currens, your Chris Jordans, um, I don't think really bolstered their reputations during that series. Obviously a tough series against a very good side. But do you think that Owen Morgan, Chris Silverwood missed a little bit of a trick there with having, obviously, strength in depth in, in terms of squad depth, but not really changing things around too much? I do, I think. I don't think we tactically got got the series right I, I understand wanting to play our best 11 and I can't disagree that the 11 that started was it four of the games before the series was what I'd got down as the strongest 11 but as much as I like Sam Curran and I think he was maybe bold in, at the wrong times I'd rather see him in the power play the fact that he's played four games I'd have liked to have seen Moeen Ali and Chris Jordan again I really liked like Chris Jordan but he, I must admit this series has worried me he's, you look at his stats you look at how he's performed and you just wonder what was there not a chance there for, for Moeen Ali or Reese Topley to, to have that chance out in India against the Indian side who let's be honest are going to be our biggest competitors for the World Cup surely they, it would have been nice to give them a go and see what they could do in that 
in that sort of circumstance. I always think with the, the T20 bowling attack, you're not going to get it right every day. There is going to be a day, no matter how well you bowl, where somebody just takes a liking to you and you go the distance. And we saw that a little bit with Mark Wood. I think he bowled brilliantly all the way through the, the series, but had just that one final game where he was a little bit more expensive. You could take that once in a while, can't you? Because you get the other bits of Mark Wood where he, he puts in two or three really stellar stints as well. And you just hope on those days somebody else bowls a, a bit more economically at the other end. With Chris Jordan um, and Tom Curran and Sam Curran to a degree. We have seen some great death bowling from them at times, but it just seems it's more the, you know, in, in, in the way I described Mark Wood, it was like three good, one bad. With Jordan and Tom Curran, it's more like one good, three bad, isn't it? Yeah, that is the real concern for me. That I like Chris Jordan and I don't, I quite like Tom Curran, but neither for me are having enough good games where they have a positive effect for England. As you say, there's always going to be games. Even Joffrey Archer is going to have games where he's, he's going to only maybe get one wicket and go for 40 odd because that is the nature of T20 cricket. You're not always going to come off as a bowler and some batsmen just will have a day where it, it all goes their way. It's part of T20 cricket. But as you say, I, for me, I'm looking at Chris Jordan and Tom Cronin and I can't say that I'm confident going into the game thinking that they're more likely to have a good game than a bad game. And that's what's concerning me at the moment. I felt like Chris Jordan almost didn't... I've always thought, what a great York bowler. What, that's why he's so good at the death. And I, I don't think I saw a York from him. I think I maybe saw one or two for I a gonna, series. I, I was going to say that. They, I, I, they seem to have that strategy that worked at the start, which was like short outside the off stump, really, wasn't it? And that seemed to just do the trick in the first couple of games. But you just can't bowl that safe. You kind of you got a little bit one-dimensional after a while. There was no rejigging. And the odd Yorker here and there, even if you think a shorter ball is the is the right way forward, a Yorker does no harm every now and again just to surprise the batsman. Raj, if um, I take you forward to the World Cup final, it's England against India. The final over, 15 runs are required. You've got two, you can choose your batsmen who are at the crease. England have all of their bowlers available. Amazingly, Owen Morgan's done an amazing job keeping them all up his sleeve. Who would you least like to face and who would you most like to face out of the uh, the team that we saw England play over these five games? I think least like to play would be definitely Jofra Archer. So that's a no-brainer that you know you would not want to face Jofra Archer. And the two batsmen that you would want as an Indian fan to have on your crease would one be definitely Virat Kohli. Even though, you know, it might sound a bit strange that, you know, He's not a great hitter of the ball, but if you need one over 15 runs in a World Cup final, then you need to have Virat Kohli at your crease. The other player can depend. The current Indian team has a lot of options. The likes of Surya Kumar Yadav, you know, he's very dynamic. Ishan Kishan is very dynamic. Shreya Sayer, you know, he, he did not have a good reputation against short pitch fast bowling, but you know, he's silenced all his critics in this uh, scene. I'm just going to say one thing there. If you've got Surya Kumar Yadav and Virat Kohli at the crease in the final over and you haven't already won the game, England have posted a good score, haven't they? Right, absolutely. So maybe going by the context of the question, I would like to have somebody like Severat Kohli to partner him with, say, Rishabh Pant or maybe Hardik Pandya. In terms of who you would most like to see England bring on, you know, you're watching the TV, you're in, you're in the ground, wherever you are, and you think, I mean, Morgan's brought him on. Oh, well, we've got a chance now. Uh, may, maybe if it is, you know, Chris Jordan, then, you know, definitely India would fancy their chances to hit 15 runs in four balls. And the likes of Mark Wood also, if he's bowling the last over, you know, you don't expect Mark Wood to defend those 15 runs. 15 runs are too less currently considering, you know, how fast the cricket's moving today around the world. So the only person who 
England can bank on to defend 15 runs would be Jofra Archer because Jofra Archer with that height, you know, would be getting the ball to bounce in. He has a great slow ball. He balls those great Yorkers. So I think no, nobody other than Jofra Archer. Elvis Presley once said, we're caught in a trap. We can't get out, but we might be able to soon. Hopefully COVID-19 will be behind us and we can get back on the cricket pitch this summer. And you need to make it count. BlackRatCricket.com They have an original range, a rodent range, a little rat range. Bats made by cricketers for cricketers. Make 2021 count. BlackRatCricket.com Join the infestation. Ash, same question to you, same scenario. As a fan of the side, you do get that kind of like sinking feeling or that feeling of excitement, don't you, depending on what's going on. 15 runs to defend. You've got two good Indian batsmen at the crease. If um, Owen Morgan throws the ball to Chris Jordan, are you thinking, come on, lad? Or are you thinking, oh my goodness? The sad thing is, I think it isn't, it's got to the point now where it isn't, oh my goodness, how, how on earth do, are we getting away with this? feeling I think have we cleaned up the oh my goodness there would it be worse than that well yeah I think he probably so yeah to be honest I guess the issue is, is it'd be an oh my goodness probably any England player other than Joffre Archer at that point against India because of how good India are but was Tom or Chris Jordan I would probably be a lot a lot of more expletive ridden than, than oh my goodness and isn't that a worry that you've got a team of T20 the so-called best T20 side in, in the country it's obviously you know, that white ball side is a very good side we kind of we're being a little bit pernickety knickers aren't we kind of picking holes in it because it's a very good side they've just been beaten by it Another very good side. But it is a worry, isn't it, that you've only got one bowler where both you and Raj and myself as well, because I agree with you, Joffre Archer is the only bowler that you'd actually feel any kind of confidence with bowling that final over. You'd think there'd be at least a couple more that you'd think would stand a chance, wouldn't you? Yeah, and I think this is maybe where we've maybe almost been a little bit naive, I guess, in the past because we've trusted people like Jordan because we've been playing maybe, I don't want to say weaker teams, but teams where you are a little bit less concerned about the whole batting lineup that they've got. India, you know full well that they bat so well down to eight, seven, eight, nine, even nine, you could say, depending on what team they put out. And it is concerning and that I think is going to be, be England's concern is that for the power play, you want to really be using four of the overs up with, with Wooden Archer, but then you also want them for probably the other four overs at the back end which still leaves a lot a lot of space where we could be punished and I think we, we saw in the series we were punished at times through sort of the middle overs and sort of the latter overs heading towards them, them last important death overs and it's, it's not easy because I, I couldn't say to you this person this person they'd definitely be a better replacement there's a lot of ifs and buts about the possible replacements when you look at Topley to keep my mood even bringing back someone like David Willey um, Raj talking about Chris Jordan there and, and Tom Curran I mean you've watched them in the IPL you've seen them in the, the Big Bash as well they did have this um, and certainly Chris Jordan anyway had this reputation as being a death bowler somebody that bowled Yorkers at the death and bowled really tight overs at the death he seems to have lost that aura a little bit is that something is it um, Chris Jordan maybe going down a level or is that the batsman actually watching a lot of Chris Jordan footage and actually working him out a little bit no I think it is Chris Jordan going down a bit it's not about watching footages because even if they watch footages, you know, you the Yorker is the best delivery still in business. And if you cannot execute your Yorkers, it will batsmen are going to come hard at you. 
so the last one year how much ever i saw of chris jordan the punjab kings you know chris jordan was missing those yorkerlands consistently he was regularly mixing it with a slower one and trying to go wide around the crease for the right handers wide of the crease so that they could not fetch the ball as much within their range but uh, chris jordan some of the times you know he bowls those good juicy half volleys or maybe a little good length deliveries that you would not expect your premier fast bowler to bowl at especially in this competition and in this series also you know the first game maybe he started off well but again you know that game you know had the likes of jofra archer and mark wood setting the right tone for them in those games and the last few games you know chris jordan completely lost his rhythm and he was bowling those good juicy good length deliveries for batsmen and for example you can clearly note out uh, the difference of hardik pandya the batsman when he faces chris jordan against uh, in comparison to the likes of jofra archer or say mark wood i think jordan got his line wrong to to hardik obviously hardik was on fire in that final game it was hard to bowl at him anywhere in that he was he, he got into the zone didn't he? in the in the earlier games i thought mark wood and, and jofra very cannily they'd worked out their strategies they were putting the ball outside of off stump to hardik they were trying to get it out of his zone trying to get it out of his arc they taffled him up a tad whereas chris jordan came on bowled a short ball down the leg side and I thought well that's not exactly what you're trying to do is it true that is like very very simple for Hardik Pandya you know he will tong that ball for six say nine out of ten times but again you know Mark Wood and Jofra Archer are different types of bowlers you know they get the ball at express pace they bowl at 145 clicks so when you bowl at such a speed to Hardik Pandya say outside off that's not a strength you know the ball rushes onto your body it's very difficult to hit your shot shots down the way so that's why you know it gets a bit tricky but chris jordan even if he bowls those lines you know it is easy for hardik pandya to wait back uh, go down in his crease and try to tong that ball over deep mid wicket for a six so what he needs to do to hardik pandya is not bowl those lengths which mark wood and jofra archer would do because they have that express pace they can get away with it but what jordan needs to do is ball balls outside the off stump as much as possible as you would see a lot of teams executing their plans in the ipl also against hardik pandya and also kyron pollard they both are similar players they like to prefer the leg side so what they do is their body is also in a position where they would want to uh, hoik it over deep mid wicket so what bowlers do is they try to execute those wide yorkers outside off so that they do not get much range out of it and maybe that is something which chris jordan lacked in these two games You are listening to the Cricket Badger podcast. Very quickly, I'd like a quick answer from both of you on this. So I want to move on to something else before we finish. But Raj, the the squad obviously that India have picked. Do you see them all playing? Do you see India, you know, shuffling the pack and giving everybody a bit of a go? I think so. There is a chance that Rohit Sharma might be rested again to fit in both KL Rahul and Shikhar Dhawan at the top of the order. Virat Kohli may be rested as well because he also carried a niggle. Shreya Sayer has done enough to retain a spot. Surya Kumar Yadav, you know, they would want him to continue his form. Uh, Rishab Pant is likely to bat at number 5 or maybe rested as well because he is also coming from a, a very heavy workload. Hardik Pandya may have bowled his full quota of overs in the T20s but there is still an uncertainty about whether his body is fit enough to take the workload of bowling 10 overs in ODI cricket and what India is interested at the moment is not Hardik Pandya the batsman but Hardik Pandya the bowler because Hardik Pandya the bowler augurs well for the balance of the side and with the World Test Championship coming in with the T20 World Cup coming in he is their most valuable player so I definitely see a lot of 
changes in this Indian side and they will rotate their players in this series. Ash, same question to you, but from an England side, you see them shuffling the pack and giving everybody a chance? Yeah, shuffle the pack. I think nearly everyone or may, most players will surely get at least at least a game, you would think. And I think that's the right decision to make right now. Badges are furry creatures. 85% of women badges think bad grooming is a major turn-off. 80% of women badges think men should trim below the belt. 89% of men think good grooming is essential to the professional success. Don't just dismiss it out of hand. Get on there, manscaped.com. Check out their great range of male grooming accessories. Hygiene, appearance, attractiveness, confidence. Simply go to manscaped.com, quote the discount code BADGER. You get 20% off, you get free shipping, and you get some seriously quality equipment. Manscaped.com, together we save balls. Final thing I want to talk about today, Joff Rarch has obviously gone home with his elbow injury. They're talking about, well, he's certainly missing this whiteboard series, obviously, because he's gone home. Talking about him missing the start at least of the IPL, if not the first half of the IPL. I, I saw Knuckle, our colleague on these these podcasts, uh, tweeted this morning about how kind of the public reflect on on Jafar Archer really, and he's got a, a, a really good point, I think. And Knuckle's tweet basically read: Archer bowls all winter with an injury. In inverted commas, he's not bending his back. He doesn't care about Test cricket. Archer misses part of the IPL to sort out the, his injury so he can play more Test cricket. He's too fragile. The discourse around this guy my god says knuckle and i retweeted that this morning because i think that is bang on ash what does joffre archer actually have to do to please people he's obviously played through a bit of pain this winter i think he's played really nicely on some fairly docile tracks at times he's got a little bit of life he's gone home to try and get it sorted out so he can play a little bit more at the end of the ipl and for england and he's getting slated for kind of going home now he's he, he can't win can he no it's one of my biggest bugbears with, with english cricket fans is the treatment there the opinions that people seem to have of Joffrey Archer, he, he's clearly a, a lovely lad who likes playing cricket, wants to play cricket. He's always trying his best. I don't for a moment think that he tries harder in some games than others. I, I just find it utterly bewildering. I mean, I'm sure people could take guesses as to why they think that um, well, well, he's maybe seen differently. There's, there's the sinister reason, isn't there, which I don't really want to go down that route today. But there's also, the I think there's the reason which is everybody's a little bit different. Some people have a body language where it it looks like they're giving far more than they probably are. Jafar Archer is far more kind of languid, isn't he, in his movements? He, he's just kind of fairly chilled as a, as a creature, I think. And sometimes those kind of players don't look like they're trying, even though inside they are absolutely giving it everything. And that sort of outside perception, I think, is maybe what is the is the charitable way of, t- of what may, maybe taints people's opinions of Jofra. Yeah, I think the calm, collected, relaxed Luke doesn't doesn't seem to be picked up on in a, in a positive light. Whereas for me, that shows someone who's confident and is at ease at what they're doing and so is going to perform well. A lot, a lot of people would much rather see someone highly fired up. And I think... I mean, Mark Wood's kind of joked about it in the past that he has to bust a gut to get anything like what Jofra gets out of doing seemingly very little. People look at Mark Wood and think, well, he, he's a trier. 
they look at Joffre Archer and think he's actually giving everything he's got and it, it's a, it's an unfair comparison because he is doing and and yet Owen Morgan is praised to high heavens for being cool calm collected iceberg in the in the inner ring for in the one day game he looks like he's at the counter in the supermarket doesn't he Owen Morgan at times doesn't look like he's trying at all but he's cool calm and collected Joffre Archer is lazy I guess you could almost say that's partly down to, to the roles they fulfil people seem to have this image in the head that they want to see someone knees high arms pumping red in the face absolutely hammering in because they're a fast bowler but not everyone needs to bowl like that everyone's different and yes Morgan is calm and collected as a skipper and you want that as a skipper but why isn't that a good thing for a bowler I don't see through the issue with Joffre being so relaxed and looking so calm and at ease in his bowling because if that's what works for him that's what works for him and I think people maybe need to realise that and get rid of this stereotype of your fast bowler has to be absolutely launching themselves in every single ball Raj what's your take on it from uh, an Indian side of things absolutely you know it is very uh, Dravid made a statement I think four years ago that you know an individual should only behave the way it is authentic to them so Jofra Archer you know looks like that very calm person you know it appears from the outset that he is you know he is very lazy but it is not that you know he, he might be giving 100% to his uh, side and that's what he's done so he is missing a part of the IPL only to feature for England is, isn't that a big and a beautiful story that you know you miss half part of a league competition just to play for your country so and that's the bit that people should focus on isn't it absolutely absolutely and you know these are the kind of debates that you know you see a lot in India as well sometimes you know you see Virat Kohli a lot animated on field and people say that he's the one only committed to the team's cause but that is not the case and Ajinkya Rahane is equally committed to the team's cause so th- these are completely oh, oh Raj 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 don't get me going down the Virat Kohli wormhole again I'll, I'll get myself into trouble again people bully me on Twitter you know when I, when I, I do anything about Virat Kohli <laughs> I um one of the things that with, from the Indian side of things I wondered how the public there how the how the press there have framed the Rahul Tuatia Varun Chakravarti failing fitness tests have they hung them out to dry in the same way that some people have a go at Joffre or have they kind of got away with it a little bit I think they give the same treatment uh, like they give to Joffre there in England in fact uh, the media here is worse they uh, they they troll a lot on Twitter and they talk a lot about their fitness but also there are you know certain set of fans you know who are uh, with uh, the likes of Rahul Tevati and the likes of Varun Chakravarti and say that you know if uh, Ravi Chandran Ashwin or Cheteshwar Pujara can get away from fitness tests then why not Varun Chakravarti so there are both sides of the coin and there are both sides of fans and it's very interesting to hear basically been writing up some previews for the IPL obviously that's just around the corner we'll be doing our daily podcasts through the IPL as well very interested in reading up on Varun Chakravarti because I've got one eye on him obviously because of what's been going on and the fact that he started off as a teenager he was a wikikeeper batsman as a teenager went away from the game studied architecture for five years started working as as an architect then he missed cricket came back and he tried his luck as a seam bowler he then injured his knee and thought well I can't bowl fast so I'm going to bowl spin and then rest his history picked up by AKR earning money picked by Australia and then obviously falling out of favour a little bit because of uh, maybe not being quite as fit as he should be but it's quite an interesting way into cricket isn't it? He started getting fame from the Tamil Nadu Premier League so this Tamil Nadu Premier League that they have for the domestic uh, local state leagues 
and that is where he rose prominence into and then when he got noticed uh, the chennai super kings were actively interested in getting varun chakravarty since he hails from chennai and then the punjab uh, kings 11 punjab got him and then only for him to play one solitary game for punjab where uh, sunil narayan went bonkers and thrashed him say 24 25 of that over and then punjab left him go because he was taking a lot of their purse i think 7 crores indian money and then kkr bought him in this auction and things changed for him he got a call up for india twice now failed the fitness test twice i think he is the only player in this indian t20 side at the moment who can get a fast track backdoor entry for the t20 world cup the only reason being that he you know he brings in that element of surprise in the uh, for world teams and he is a mystery spinner so and currently the only weakness that india has in this t20 side a glaring weakness is their spinner is out of form so they don't have the likes of uzi chahal kuldeep yadav washington sundar performing well so that spot is up for grabs and varun chakravarty will definitely have have an eye on that spot in this IPL. I'm surprised with Varun Chakravarty because he's now 29 and you'd think after going away from cricket and and working as an architect which um, I'm sure he's very good at but you think you know second time around getting his opportunity he would be really thankful grateful appreciative almost see it as a second opportunity golden opportunity and all of a sudden he gets loads of cash as well you know it's not not bad life is it and um to then not get you keep yourself up to a certain level seems to be a ridiculous it was well, he's, he's certainly not living up to Virat Kohli's high standards is he he's definitely not living up to the high standards and you know there should be no compromise on fitness whatsoever the kind of standards this team has set the management has set that should be the bar and that should be the way for Forward. but also you know you you never really know you know what comes out on media or reports you never really know how much effort varun chakravarty might have put in in terms of his fitness selection because you clearly know you know there is favoritism in team selection as well because the likes of ravi chandran ashwin cheteshwar pujara ishan sharma rohit sharma for that matter you know all these players are you know that you know they would not be clearing their fitness test because they are not as fit as virat kohli or say the manish pandey hardik pandey so definitely in the larger scheme of things i'm not compromising on fitness but india should have played varun chakravarty in the series against england because he definitely adds that extra value to the team and you know you would be very excited to see him in the ipl what he brings to the table ash is um you know if i offered you a load and lo- a load a load of money to go and play in the ipl and and you got all of those riches and stuff i think the ipl is a terrific competition but there is a danger isn't there that some of these young talents coming into that are suddenly at a very young age not necessarily in chakravarty's case but some of them at a very young age are getting massive bank accounts loads of attention and all of a sudden things change a little bit it's a bit like a premier league footballer really isn't it yeah it's just like the issue we've seen with, with young premier league footballers for sure i think anyone at that age isn't going to have the particularly much life experience and being given that much money so young i think anyone would would sort of struggle to necessarily be 100% sensible with it um so it's about having the right sort of people around you know i think hopefully that's what's going to happen with a lot of these young indian players and also the young over these players that get themselves a, um, a lucrative contract as well. And, and I guess, Raj, that's where your franchise needs to look after you, isn't it? When you've got a 19, 20-year-old who's suddenly got a, a big wallet, you need to kind of keep his feet on the ground. Absolutely. You know, racks to riches, the story they say, you know, the likes of Hardik Pandya and also these people, you know, they have risen from nothing to become these superstar and have these superstar uh, contracts. So definitely, you know, as a superstar or a cricketer, you know, you can get carried away and uh, you it's important that you do not get carried 
wide away and you need to keep your feet on the ground and be as humble as possible. The IPL follows the, well, not long, it's 9th of April, I think, the first game in the IPL. And we'll be all over that on the Cricket Badger podcast as well. But we're going to be back every single day as we go through these one-day internationals all the way through till Sunday, where Ash and Raj will be invited to the post-series party and awards ceremony that we'll have on Sunday just to round off these podcasts. Then the Badger gets a little bit of a rest and then back for the IPL coverage. Raj and Ash, thank you very much indeed for joining me today. Always a pleasure to have both of you on. Thanks for listening out there, everybody. And I'll be back again tomorrow after that first ODI and uh, looking forward to that. I have three games left in India and uh, see if England can get some kind of bragging rights just to take back on the plane with them. I've been James the Cricket Badger. I'll see you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. We will be back every day during England's tour of India. Get in touch on at cricket underscore badger on Twitter. We hope you are enjoying the cricket. See you again tomorrow. Sports Social Podcast Network. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.